In this week's episode, I am chatting with Dr. Whitney Caceres, and she is a pediatrician in Portland, Oregon, and the author of The Working Mom Blueprint, Winning at Parenting Without Losing Yourself. I love this conversation so much. As a pediatrician, her job is to focus on the child, but she has really made it her passion to focus on the mom and specifically the the struggles of the working mom. So that, I mean, that obviously is my jam. That is my passion as well. So I absolutely loved chatting with Dr. Whitney. Here we go. Welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp, and each episode I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Whitney, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. Can you start by introducing yourself, who you're a mom to, and given the subject matter today, also what you do? (laughs) Totally. So I am a mom to two girls, Maria, who is almost five. In fact, she can tell you exactly how many days until she's five years old. (laughs) And McKenna, who is almost eight. And I live in Portland, Oregon, and I am a pediatrician here in private practice. And then I also am an author with the American Academy of Pediatrics. I wrote a book called The Working Mom Blueprint, Winning at Parenting Without Losing Yourself, which really applies to like almost all human beings as opposed to Mm. just working moms, but has some good tips for working moms. Totally. And then I'm also um, the CEO and founder of Modern Mommy Doc, which is an online platform and community where we help moms to try to really thrive versus just survive on their mm-hmm. motherhood journeys. Mm-hmm. I feel, I mean, I am not a pediatrician, <laughs> but I feel we have so much alignment in what we talk about and what we share. I just love what you do on Instagram. I am loving the book. And what I really appreciate is that you're, I mean, you're a pediatrician, your job is to care for the child. Obviously that comes with, you know, noting what's going on in the family as well but you have made such a focus on the mom and it's, I'm really excited to talk about that today because I know, like you say, when moms thrive, kids thrive. Right. And I always talk about filling your bucket and you can't pour from an empty bucket and you need to, you know, um, pour into yourself so you can pour into others. And I, I beat the metaphor to death, Uh, but, (laughs) but it's so true, right? It's, it's, it's the whole oxygen mask thing. Like you need to be taking care of yourself so that you are able to take care of those around you. If that is what you consider part of your purpose, right? Like it's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is kind of funny. Sometimes people do say like, why did a pediatrician write a book about being a working mom? Like that's right. kind of bizarre. Shouldn't it be like someone who's in business or right, you know, a right, psychologist? Right. And I think sometimes people don't realize how much as pediatricians that we're aware of what's happening within a family dynamic and that we, how much we care about Uh that. uh And then I think just in my own 
journey, like I had a really, really rough time as a young working mom, as an early working mom, especially with my first daughter. And so in my office, in my, in my room, my clinic rooms, I started talking with other moms mm. for like the vast majority of the visit. Of course, I, I got to the weight and the height and right. all those good things, but <laughs> don't worry. But I, but, but I also just like started gabbing with these moms about yeah. our work struggles and like what was going on and what was happening. And that's the part of my job. I really enjoy the most is mm-hmm. connecting with other moms who are in similar positions that I am, you know, in the workforce, trying their best to do a good job with their, their kids. And so like over time, I just started realizing, whoa, their struggles are my struggles uh-huh. and, and then making these connections between the moms who really honed in on taking care of themselves. And I do not mean like Manny Petty. I no. mean, like, like attending to their soul for lack yeah. of a better, like, like less woo woo term. Yeah. Like, like making sure that they were checking in with themselves and like feeding themselves. Yeah. Like so much more their than souls. just health and your medical appointments in the every six month dentist. Like it's more than that. And it's not the, I mean, sometimes it's the fluff, like the Manny Petties, sure, sure. but it is that I love that, like connecting with your soul and like, what do I need to feel filled up at this moment? Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, And so, uh, all these, I mean, all these moms, I just felt like, gosh, we're in the same boat. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's how the book came about was just my own journey. And then seeing this camaraderie that I had with other women who wanted something more, you know, for their lives and what they were experiencing. So where do you think this comes from? I mean, is it this societal expectation? Is it, you know, what is the real root of these feelings that all these moms are sharing? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think like all things, it's complicated, right? And like multifaceted. I think one of it, one of the things, especially in Western cultures, I'm in the US, but I think Western cultures in general, mm-hmm. is about this drive for productivity and busyness. And, you know, when you are, anxious or have stressors, it's pretty hard to be still with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the less often that you're still with yourself, the more productive and efficient you become in an effort to just like <laughs> not have to get vulnerable and deep. Right? right. And then at least in, in the culture that I'm living in that I, I feel like there's this huge push for women in the workforce to be like all in, right. lean all in, do everything, be everything the mark of like value, like my, your worth mm-hmm. is almost tied to how many check boxes you've checked off in a mm-hmm. day. Right. Um, and then I also think there's these societal, I know there are these societal influences that make it really hard for moms because the burden is really on us to do everything. The, the mental load, we know that moms carry that. We know that the physical load of labor and household that moms are vastly disproportionately, you know, carrying all of that. Mm -hmm. And, and then we also know that there's like a guilt that moms have about like, especially if they're working, that like maybe I'm doing some damage to my kids by, by being in the workplace. There's all these battles. I think we set up, you know, 
gosh, right? We we know this year we've got a lot of political battles. And I think because of like the feeds that we get, the Google feeds and the Facebook and Instagram feeds of like people get into like camps of like, I'm the stay at, I'm in the stay-at-home mom camp or I'm in the right. working mom. As opposed to it being kind of like all moms are probably trying their best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how do we meet them where they are? But I think there's a lot of guilt that comes with all of that messaging around like, this yeah. is what it means to be successful you know, as a mom. Well, and by establishing those camps, as you say, a lot of times I see this, the sort of the feeling that the other camp is wrong. And I don't think it's Mm -hmm. that the other camp is wrong. I think that you feel, or these moms are feeling threatened that there's something other than their own camp. And is that better? And should I be doing that? I don't want to do that. So I feel threatened. So I'm going to staunchly defend my camp, right? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Or like, I, you know, there's a lot of things I feel like that I defended like in my youth, right? right? That was because actually I had some baggage around that or because, you know, like, I don't know, I I wanted to appear a certain way. Um, I had someone who gave me feedback from a podcast that I was on. They, they emailed me on my, on my website and said, you know, I listened to the podcast that you're on about taking care of yourself as a mom. And I just have to say, you're wrong. <gasps> like, yeah, they said, you're wrong. They said, oh, you know, the first three years of a child's life are the most important. And it's not about you. It's not about putting yourself first. It's about your kid. And I thought, wow, that is like a hill to die on interesting. Um, I am so in love with the idea of pouring into our kids and I pour into my kids every single day. And I believe that mom should do that as well as a pediatrician. You can never give your child too much like love and attention, right? Right. Like, like you can give your kids a lot of things that are in excess, but not that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if I'm doing that and it's in a place of resentment or burnout or Mm -hmm. overwhelm and I'm giving, giving, giving. And at the whole, the whole time I'm thinking like, I'm going to keep on giving, but I'm just like holding on by a thread to keep Mm -hmm. on giving to you. At at some point I know that I will explode. I know that like the Instapot is going to build up way too much pressure yeah. and there's going to be spaghetti all over the, you know, soup all right. over the wall. Right. And so, um, and so I, I always like challenge that thinking of like taking care of yourself as a mom is selfish because I know from experience that I have done it that way before that mm-hmm. I have done the like martyr route and, um, it's not good for anybody. <laughs> well, no, no, it's, I actually, um, I, on the podcast, I will be having Heather Chauvin from, uh, she has the mom is in control podcast and she's written dying to be a good mother. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how self-sacrifice isn't actually a good thing, because if you look at the word, you are sacrificing part of yourself. And when somebody sacrifices themselves, they're basically dying. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, and so you aren't giving your whole self to your kids because you have sacrificed. So you're not 
you're not truly full. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not, yeah, you have less of yourself you. to give. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're not giving the best yeah. of you. And I think if anybody was asked, they would want to give the best of themselves to their kids, not just what's left. Yep. Right. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's so hard. So how do you encourage moms? I mean, I'm sure there's some science. How do you encourage moms to, you know, start that and understand that it's okay to take care of themselves and more than okay, it's vital. Yeah, totally. So uh, if you go on modernmommy.com, you can check out this whole diagram we have and this whole model that we use called the centered life model. And I won't bore you with every single detail, but the main focus of it, the starting place is understanding where you are now like that awareness of kind of how you're living now and where you're placing your time and your energy and your attention now throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the year, and then where you want to be placing mm-hmm. time and energy and kind of doing an audit of, wow, if you are spending the vast majority of your time on like cleaning your house and getting the groceries together mm-hmm. and like taking people to and fro to camp, and that's actually not where you want to be spending your time, then maybe wondering, right. Uh, mm-hmm. stages of change, like <laughs> stages of pre-contemplation, right. wondering, is there something that I could do mm-hmm. to make it, to make it different? And so having that, that vision of like, where do I actually want to be? What are the things that I actually care about the most? Mm-hmm. Where do my priorities lie mm-hmm. for me? That makes a huge difference for me. My priorities are my connection with my kids. They're a type of work that's about contribution. Mm. Um, they are health and wellness for myself. And I don't mean like I fit into a size zero gene. No. I mean, like, you know, I feel rested yeah. when I wake up in the morning, that type of thing. Right. I don't feel like gross and lethargic all day long. Um, and financial freedom and wellness. Mm. Like those are like the main things that, that matter to me. And so when I think about work and where I'm going to place my time and energy when I'm at work, I think about how can I create systems or decide I'm going to have some selective mediocrity mm-hmm. around some things, that. right? Yeah. So that that way, the vast majority of the time that I'm at work, the things I'm focused on are that contribution piece, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like that connection with my patients, that really listening, active listening, mm-hmm. and then the patient notes and the emails. Yes, I get to those things, but I do them without nearly as much focus and energy as I do when I'm actually right. in the room with the patient. Same with my kids that I'm going to decide connection with my kids matters the most. Mm-hmm. So, and, and my a vision for them of being like adults who are competent and resilient people who um, contribute themselves to the world and have connection with people. And so the little things, you know, uh, buying school clothes, those things I'm going to make as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, creating dinner on a weeknight, I'm going to do buy chicken kebabs at the store and a thing of broccoli and a loaf of French bread versus mm-hmm. like make gourmet meals totally. every week. Right. Mm-hmm. Because those things to me don't matter at all. I want right. to provide nu- nutrition, but I don't want that to take away from a time I could be cuddling on the couch with my kiddo or yeah. doing a puzzle with my kid. Um, so that's the way I think about it is first understanding kind of where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. So that way you can get there and then developing these systems to kind of attend to all the things that should not define us, 
-hmm. but as working moms, unfortunately can, they can kind of take over. Uh, and it's like this idea of balls that you juggle in life, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Some are rubber, some are glass. Right, right, right. Is an analogy, right? That I've heard. And gosh, I don't want to be spending all my time juggling all the rubber balls Mm -hmm. because then the glass ones are going to fall. Totally, totally. I added to that quote. I think it's, is it, is it Nora Ephron? It might be Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron. Yeah. But I added to it and I said, it's not so much about juggling and knowing which ones can fall. For me, it's knowing which ones to intentionally set down. Yes, I love right? that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I love where the to selective put the ball. Mediocr- mediocrity. <laughs> like I love that, right? Like it's so good. It's like you could be 75 or 50% in this area. And it's okay right. because you get to be a hundred percent over here, right? Like it's yeah. Totally. And the thing is, um, you know, in my make it like real and personal for a second in my Judeo-Christian upbringing, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of discussion about like in everything you do, do it like a hundred percent fully, right? Mm -hmm. Like as to the Lord. And like, Mm -hmm. I took that to heart as a kid. Like that means like everything a hundred percent. And I think now that I've learned, like, no, there is some value in some things not doing a hundred percent at all. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wiser when I do some things 50% because they don't matter at all. Who cares? Well, that's it. Yeah, totally. I, I love what you're saying. Like I, I saw the list in the book, like of what you spend your time on, what you want to spend your time on and seeing the discrepancies. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I do a similar thing that I call priority mom, where you identify your top 10, but mostly your top three core values, your personal priorities. And then you do the audit and you see, yeah, how much of your week are you actually spending on those things? And they're your list. I really like it because it's very specific about the activities that you're spending time mm-hmm. on. Mine are sort of more big, like family health, you know, that type of thing. Um, and there can be a lot of ways you support those things in your daily activities. So it's sort of figuring that out. But yeah, when I first did that, there was a huge discrepancy because I was giving 98% of myself to work. And I was coming home empty, depleted, impatient, Mm -hmm. resentful, like it just, and so that's when I started, it, it becomes so easy to set boundaries once you've actually said this matters most to me and this discrepancy is not okay. So I obviously need to do something to fix it. And then you start to make the shifts you need to make. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think as women that were taught, were conditioned um, to, to say yes yep. to everything, yep. right? Like to be pleasers, to be people pleasers, to say yes, to be accommodating. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a really hard paradigm to shift. What I have found for the women that I work with is like you were saying, if you know what you're saying yes to, mm-hmm. it's a whole heck of a lot easier to say no yeah. to other things totally. right? in general. If I'm going like, well, I have to say no to this meeting or to being on this um, social committee at work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I am saying yes to being fully present with my patients in the room. Exactly. You know, exactly. or I have, I have to say no, even to this family event that, you know, my in-laws, Lord love them, want me to go to right. <laughs> because I have to say yes to my older child's uh, need for it not being overwhelming with her anxiety disorder. Yeah. When totally. we're hanging out with family time. Yeah. Right. Like 
but if I just have this like weird feeling inside that this feels uncomfortable. And so, uh, you know, I don't know exactly why I'm not sure exactly what else is the priority. Mm -hmm. That's really hard for me to then say, no, I don't want to, because then it just feels like I'm being like a bad daughter-in-law or a bad employee or a bad bad mom or whatever. Totally. But I would say that that weird feeling inside, even if you're not clear on what the yeses are, the weird feeling inside is an indication that you should probably say no, maybe because you've taken on too much and you're feeling over capacity or, and you don't, you haven't done the work yet to figure out exactly that clarity, but it like, I really want people to normalize saying no. Yeah. You know, absolutely. being okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, the thing, I don't know about for you, but for me, the thing that has helped the most when I get that kind of like, you know, we're, we're describing kind of this like discomfort mm-hmm, within mm-hmm. your physical body is mindful self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of taking a moment to really understand what is the emotion that I'm having to name it, validating that emotion. Like I, don't, I feel anxious, like, Oh, well, it makes sense that you feel anxious because someone needs something from you and you have a need or because these two people mm-hmm. need something from you. And then that common humanity of, I bet I could fill a coliseum full of other moms who would feel exactly the same way right now. Yeah. And then acting, right? Like giving yourself that space, that pause to try, you don't have to perfectly name it or figure out why you're having the discomfort, but to like recognize the discomfort and to mm-hmm. say like, that's valid. That's mm-hmm, totally that's data that my body is feeding me. Yeah. And maybe you could ask yourself, how would I feel if I said, no, would I feel better? Yeah. Right. And then even if you don't know fully why, if you go, yeah, I would feel better. I would actually, that would be a bit of a release for me. If I like, oh, maybe that's more information, right? Okay. Maybe I've got too much going, you know, Yeah. or maybe there's some energy piece over there that I, I need to not spend as much time with that group or, you know, it could be anything, but Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, um, Kristen Neff and Mm -hmm. Chris Germer are the two people that I would look at their stuff there. There's a whole center for my book compassion. I am starting their course today. Actually, are you? it starts today. Yeah. (laughs) At the time of this recording. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Kristen is coming on the podcast. Um, I know I, it, I, um, I like begged her to come on a couple of years ago. We weren't quite ready for her yet you know we hadn't grown enough and now she's going to come on and I'm so excited um there are retreats you can go on to Mm -hmm. learn about mindful self-compassion you could do online courses which is sounds like maybe something you're doing um and mindful self-compassion it sounds so simple on the surface Mm -hmm. but is such a practice like like and that's the other thing I want to make sure that people uh understand or feel reassured about Mm -hmm. on this entire thing that you and I are talking about. It's such a journey. It's, it's a North star. It's a framework. So I get off track all the time as a pediatrician, as a mom, as a like so-called, you know, expert in this field, writing books and on a website, like I have to remind myself all the time about what matters Mm -hmm. and say like, Ooh, yesterday, Hmm. I did let like this task take me over that had absolutely no consequence, you know, in my life, like no greater purpose in my life. Okay. That's some data. What do I want to do 
tomorrow. Yeah. What do I want to do next week? You know, so yeah. just to give people some reassurance that um, this is not like a one and done thing and that we're all on a journey in life. I, I think it's more just about like being a bit more mindful and, and more aware of why do we make the decisions we make? Mm-hmm. And what's the intention that I want to have moving forward and what things do I do to support it so that it's not so difficult to keep going down the path I actually want to go down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So good. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about modern mommy doc. Yeah. So modern mommy doc, it started just as a blog. People would come to me and tell me these struggles that they were having with their kids. And they were all social, emotional struggles about Mm -hmm. being mom. And I would have an answer, but I would have 15 minutes in an exam room to talk to people. And so, like I said, like we would spend 10 minutes talking about this issue. And then I would go, wait, hold on. I got to talk about all the rest of your kids issues. Hold on. So in order to stop that, and also just to feel like, oh, there was something here. I started writing all of these blogs about things that would happen in my own home and Mm -hmm. how to kind of connect them with other moms and it gained traction. And so then I built it up and started developing some online programs for moms on demand programs about navigating kids' emotions and parenting and partnership. And so parenting with another partner, how do you navigate Mm -hmm. that? Um, And how do you practice self-care as a mom? Um, And then we started developing a podcast about the same topics and having similar to you, just conversations mm-hmm. with other moms in various fields who were just going through it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then we started developing a real community around it on Instagram and uh, wrote a couple books that of course we, we talk about the content on the, mm-hmm. on the platform in order to support moms and really lift them up. Mm-hmm. And now our, our newest thing that will be, um, out when this airs, we're starting a centered mama's club, Awesome. which yeah, we're, I'm, I'm really thrilled about it. Like from the bottom of my heart, because the one thing that I've always felt has been missing from what we offer people is that we are giving them a lot of information, mm-hmm. but then it's kind of like, cool good luck, <laughs> you know, right, right. Off and you go. of course, yeah, exactly. And like, of course people have a community, they can ask us questions, they can send us messages and whatnot, but I wanted a place where people could really feel like they could be lifted up mm-hmm. by other moms and they could lift up other moms mm-hmm. in real time and they can kind of continually access the information. So we're going to have live events that will be there with experts um, that awesome. are just for our members. And then we can get access to every single on-demand program that we have in our library, which Amazing. is like five of them with manuals that you can go through and all that. Um, so yeah, so that's what Modern Mommy Doc has evolved and yeah. um, become, I think, this cool community that's unique because there's a lot of information about out there about uh, how to be a good mom about how to be a good worker, a woman worker who's a mom. Our hope is that Modern Mommy Doc is really about how to do the mom worker thing, but also the you life thing, right? Like, like how do you be you while you're also doing all the other parts and pieces? Totally, totally. It's funny because when I was, because I also have a club, a membership Mm -hmm. called Ignite, and we were looking for guest speakers 
And I had to say, cause I'm in this group with a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff. And I said, this isn't about parenting and this isn't about business. This is about the mom. Right. And I think right. that we're very much similar in that because it's by focusing on the mom. I mean, like you say, when moms thrive, kids thrive, right? Like it's that mm-hmm. whole piece. It's other people can talk about the kids, but I want to make sure the mom's okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, when we go into businesses and mm-hmm. talk and into corporations and talk with higher level execs with managers about this idea of a mom first, I think at first when we're presenting it, it sounds counterintuitive. Like mm-hmm. why is this pediatric again, why is this like pediatrician author? I don't understand like how she fits into the business world, but really this is like a business strategy mm-hmm. for these corporations to be thinking about how do we support human beings. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. that is really my whole thing is like, we can't forget that we are humans. I can't forget that I am a Justin Bieber loving, you know, Dua Lipa bopping like human yeah. who like has a soul and needs to feel alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that aliveness, like it just trickles out Mm-hmm. in my workplace and with my kids. Yep. Totally. Totally. I love it. Oh, so good. Okay. I have some questions that I ask everybody. Um, how do you define balance for yourself and your family or do you, cause some people are triggered by that word. So what yeah, does that yeah. word mean for you? <laughs> it's funny. I think I'm like a little too thick skinned to be tr- triggered yeah. by any one word probably, <laughs> um, at this point, but I do think probably balance is a fallacy. I think that you Mm -hmm. can't achieve perfect balance. I think Mm -hmm. that there are moments where everything feels like, oh yeah, like work and life and me, we're all perfect. (laughs) Nobody moves. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that really is how I feel. I feel like, let me just take a picture of this because this is a rare moment here, folks. Um, No, you know, I think really it's probably more about for me, I used to live my life like a yo-yo. I would lean really far into work and then I would go too far. And then I would lean really far into my Mm -hmm. home life because I would feel really guilty that I had, you know, Mm -hmm. left these kids in the dust. And then then the opposite. And I would just go back and forth and back and forth. And then sometimes over to, you know, the house cleaning and all the other stuff. And it'd be these really far pendulum swings. Mm -hmm. And my goal for myself and for other moms is really to make that pendulum swing much more shallow Mm -hmm. so that it's more like I go out a bit toward one thing. I come back to the center. I go out a bit to the other thing. I come back toward the center. And that that's why I really focus on this idea of more centeredness versus conflicted, because Mm -hmm. I think that yo-yo thing is about like, you know, you're just like whipping back and forth, right? Like a rubber band that has to snap. And so that is kind of how I define balance is mm-hmm. more that you, you have, you understand what your center is. Mm-hmm. And then that when you are attending to the needs of your life, that it's not a huge pendulum swing. Instead, it's just a little move inches right. in either direction. Well, I really love that visual because when you were talking about it, I was like, oh, I'm the center. I'm the human who is also a mom 
and who is also a professional, but I'm the center like that's, and coming back to you, right? That's huge. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, You at the center Mm -hmm. of your centered vision, right? Mm -hmm. So in our model, it's like, there's the centered vision and that creates like the centered circle. There's a square around that and the stuff outside the center, but inside the square is like, you know, the non-negotiables, all the stuff mm-hmm. you have to do, the swappables, all the things you could be giving to somebody else to do, mm-hmm. like a partner or kids, the contaminators, all the things are like fluff that fill up your right. life. And then kind of the heartstrings, the things that gosh, we all want to do. I want to see my great grandma as well in the nursing home, but I just have no time to do it. How do I put that right. in? But then at the very, very center of that circle, yeah, is you. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that keeps you centered. Because if you don't know yourself, if you don't take the time or have the awareness of what your own needs are, your emotions, then like you can have a schema all the live long day and mm-hmm. have it mean absolutely nothing because you don't know how to navigate it. Yep. Totally. Totally. I love it. Okay. What does self-care look like to you? Yeah. So self-care looks different depending on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, self-care. I, I have a self-care like ritual that I do every day, which is, and that I recommend to other moms as well, which is just five minutes a day. It's not fancy of just doing something that is me being still and with myself. Mm. I could be drinking a cup of coffee. I could be listening to my favorite song. I could be writing in a journal. I could be doing a mindfulness app. I like uh, Mindful Mamas Club. I think that they are the best that I've found for this just because they're so simple and quick and easy. Um, And that just allows me to have like a moment to check in, a Mm -hmm. moment to check my temperature, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Just see like, okay, where am I today? What's happening? You know what I mean? Like, And to remember, like, just like get that visual in my head of where I want to be, what I want to do, what's important to me. And then, yeah. And then I, I spend three hours uh, a week, one hour, three times a week practicing self-care quote unquote, people can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. (laughs) And that that to me, um, usually means that I go to like, I love a good spin class, like in the dark with loud, loud music. And if I'm, yeah, if I'm feeling the need then I can like scream or yell or cry or whoop or do whatever I need to do. And again, it always has like dance music. I always asked to have like 1999. Awesome. I'm in yes. high school, like <laughs> dance music. Um, so I do that like a couple times a week and then, um, and then self-care on a Saturday or a Sunday might look like I am going to have a glass of wine with a friend, or mm. it might mean that I'm taking a walk by myself, or it might mean that I'm like, you know, perusing a shop, like without any intention to buy anything. And I don't need anything. I'm just like literally wandering, yeah. you know? Yeah. So to me, like self-care, like a ritual is really about what is something that I can do right now that is not about performance. Mm-hmm. It's not about anybody else. That's why I like the in the dark spin class thing. It doesn't have like those numbers or like the like, you know, there's some classes you can go to and they, they say like what rank you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like orange okay. theory I, fitness or something like, it's, I think so. Yeah. Which like everybody has their thing, but for yeah, yeah. me, I don't, that's not the point for me. The okay, point yeah. is like, it's not competition. no one yeah. can see me. 
it's I'm I'm a sweaty mess <laughs> and I'm like in my feelings amazing you know? <laughs> yeah so um yeah like th- that's the point to me of self-care for myself and for other people it's just this mm-hmm. idea of it's not about performance it's just about being it's remembering what brings me joy it's about mm-hmm. getting back to myself I love it so good so good okay what is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom Uh, the biggest lesson I've learned as a mom is that I have less control over my kids and the circumstances around me that I, than I think, mm-hmm. gosh, this year has taught us that, right? Yeah. Like I love to have control, but I don't have, I don't have as much control as I think. I don't have control of the circumstances. I don't have control of the storms of mm-hmm. many of the storms that come my way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have control ultimately of who my kids become of mm-hmm. their personalities of the individual preferences and quirks that make them up. What I do have control over is creating enough bandwidth for myself so that I can respond to whatever situation comes up mm-hmm. versus react. Mm-hmm. that I have enough like wherewithal to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and I don't do that perfectly, but, but that's a huge differentiating point of like versus trying to control every single thing and make it. So my kids like talk nicely to me every single day and eat all the food that I put out every single day. I don't have control over the storms that come my way. I don't have control over every single behavior that they, that they have of, even the foods that they'll accept that I give them, but I have control over how I show up, mm-hmm. you know? And when I learned that it was like, Oh, aha moment. I actually have a lot more control than I thought I did. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, um, that helps me to feel not helpless, mm-hmm. you know, like I think there's a lot of like self-help talk that talks about like you are the person that like decides what your life is. Only you decide like your happiness. Mm. And I think the point that is like missed in only that statement mm-hmm. is like you have to have the caveat first of like your might your life might be like crap in the end. Like, you know, like there there's a possibility mm-hmm. that you will have like a really painful life. Mm-hmm. Or that there will be mm-hmm. things that happen in life that will really not hard go your seasons. way. Yeah. A really hard season. You cannot control your health and your wealth yeah. and your happiness at all right. moments, right? But you 100% can control how you are in that season. Like mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. How you yourself, yeah. how you respond and the way you show up. Totally. Good lesson. Love it. So, okay. So modernmommydoc.com. How else yep. can people connect with you? It's modernmommydoc on Instagram. Any other places they should be going? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just go to modernmommydoc.com. I think okay. that is the best way to find awesome. us. Or yes, on social, we hang out on the gram mm-hmm. and um, at modernmommydoc. And we try to keep it, um, you know, we, we talk about a lot of deep things on Modern Mommy Doc. So we also yeah. try to keep it pretty fun too. You'll see that like hip hop vibe for me, like come through quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, and then, 
think about joining our community because we'd love yeah. to have you be a part of that so that it's not just you like getting information like from the ether right. instead that you feel like you're you're part of the Totally. And the book for people that are wanting the full title, The Working Mom Blueprint, Winning at Parenting Without Losing Yourself. So I will link to all of those things in the show notes. This has been awesome. Thank you so, so much. You are on my bucket list for mom camp, the camp speakers. I think that would be amazing. So we will talk more in the future, I'm sure. But I really appreciate everything that you are doing for moms out in the world. You're amazing. Oh, of course. It's my pleasure. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.